Hey, uh, it's been, yeah, that was uh, a fun. Um, we just had all sorts of technical stuff this morning. It's all right. But it's all right. <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're here. We're You're here. here. You're here. Yes, and you know what? I just love that um, no matter what, whether it's weather, whether it's tech, whether it's a pandemic, whatever yep. it is, God makes way, and we get to be together today, and that's really, it's funny, the things that you thought you couldn't, you couldn't do without before you're like eh. yeah that's true yeah i know so welcome and if this is one of if this is your first time with us this is kyle and my name is danielle and we hope that you feel a part of our family instantly there's so Absolutely. many other people that make up connect that are on with us this morning and we're just grateful that you have come to spend a very special sunday with uh with all of us i love um i love the sunday um you know palm sunday is I love, this is my favorite time of the year, and I'm, I, I, I'm. It always has been. You've always yeah. been, like, I'm, I'm a Christmas, I'm a Christmas person. You are. But you are an Easter person. Love it. Through. Yeah. I, it. This, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's my favorite time of the year, and I, um, you know, you were reminding me this morning, and reminding team this morning. Um, two years ago, we had, uh, you and I were, were, had a special time to be in Israel, in Israel yeah. and, um, we were heading down this road, this Palm Sunday road, mm-hmm. uh, the road that Jesus traveled. And it was yeah, like, we were heading like yeah. this crazy storm, out of nowhere. like out of nowhere, just like it's one of those moments where you want to take a picture because it's beautiful. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you want to take a picture because it might be the moment you die. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that kind of storm. Jesus is coming back, which is not a bad yeah. deal. Like, yeah. oh, maybe it's either that or, you know, hell's going to break open. Um, but what was, I, I, what, 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 what reminded me after that was, um, if you remember after the storm passed, we got to the garden. Um, yeah. uh, the, on the Mount of Olives and had such a time of worship, yes. peace. There was such yeah. joy. Um, and, and I just, that spoke to me this morning um, that this year, this 2020 and, and into 2021 has been such a, a storm for so many. Um, and yet, when we got on the other side. Yeah, yet his sovereignty was so present. So, and so his, his, his peace was so present. And if you think about it, even within the garden, where he suffered, like his peace just rests there, and it was such a just—you don't have to go to Israel to experience no. his peace, but it was such a—it um, made such an impression because we were amongst a lot of tension. Absolutely. There was a lot. There's always tension, but there was there was some, some things happening when we actually. Yeah, went. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, yeah, there had just been a rock, rocket attack. Yeah, and so there's so much tension, but yet Jesus's presence just—it has a weight to it. it does. And his and his peace has a weight to it and that's what we hope that you are experiencing even even in the midst of it all that you really feel that that blanket of his peace yeah it's true d i think in, and i know we're going to sing and you're going to sing in just a second but that song hosanna um but even that guys there's just something you know for us it's kind of like turned into palm sunday and and it's right, waving yeah. palm branches and it's this moment of pure joy and it as it should be mm-hmm. but they were doing it in the midst of this amazing oppression. Like yes. the Roman government right. was oppressing them. Um, they they had been under living under tyranny, under the weight of all this, the boot uh, of tyranny for so long. Um, and 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 I that's I think that's just why I want to really encourage people today. There's some there was there must have been something releasing when they started to sing Hosanna. Like mm-hmm. there must have been so much hope. Uh, they didn't come yeah. to that place with hope. Like that, yeah. just the encounter they had with Jesus brought yeah. hope. And that's our prayer this morning for you: is that no matter where you are in your walk with God, with Jesus, um, whether you you're yet to know Him yet, or whether you've known Him for fifty years, that today, 
that you can just encounter him in a way that says, man, I, it brings you hope. There's hope. There's hope in Jesus. No matter what you're going through, there's hope in Jesus. There's hope. Yeah. All right. So let's just quiet our spirits. Mm. Father, I thank you for your presence that crosses over cameras and wavelengths and all of the rest of it, God. And I thank you that where we gather, where we gather our spirit, where we gather our focus, where we gather our attention, where we gather our worship, you are with us. You are among us. We can know you. We can tangibly sense mm. you. And we can proclaim back to you your goodness, God, because we have known it here in the land of the living. Yes, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let our King be lifted up. Daddy, may that be our heart's cry today, that you be lifted up high above all things, high above circumstance or situation, Lord God, above emotion or feeling, Jesus, above doubt uh, and speculation, that your name be lifted up in this place. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We open up our hearts to you today. Like, like those city gates were opened up to you years ago, we open up the, the gates of our hearts to you that the King of glory may come in, Lord God, that our lives are stirred like that city was stirred, that, that our voices may give you praise and glory like that crowd did on that day. Today, we've come to offer our lives of, and our song of praise to you. We love you, Jesus. We yeah. praise you, Father. We give you glory, Holy Spirit. Come and do what only you can do and invade each place. Father, whether we're in our living rooms, Amen. our family rooms, a hospital room, on vacation, Lord God, Father, no matter where we are or who we're with right now, we know that you are there with us because Amen. as two or more gather together in your name, and that's what we're doing here in this place, you come into that place, into that space. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Jesus, in your name. Amen. 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 Let your name be lifted high. I love it. It's awesome. Hey, um, we, we've got a we've got a we've got a um, a message this morning that um, 
just to kind of, it's been following along with what we've been talking about over the last little while, matter of fact, for the last year at some level, but really diving in deep to be, to become a disciple of Jesus, not, not just to be a good church goer, yeah. uh, and yeah. not, not just kind of to recognize the holidays, yep. but really just to, to turn our hearts towards him. Yeah. Um, and what, what I love about that, D, even before we hop into the story is on that road that day, there were all sorts of different levels of disciples. For sure. Right? People who really didn't even know who Jesus was because oh, yeah. people in the city are like, who yeah, is this? Not even disciples. Right, not even disciples. And then there were people who had walked with him for years. And I, I know this, that no matter where you are today, you're on that path. Um, and our, our hope today is that you, like them, are willing to take just kind of one step closer to Jesus today um, and find your life uh, find the purpose that God has uh, deeper for your life today. So if you brought, since you have your Bibles, uh, I'm getting there. It's only been uh, 54 weeks. Uh, since you have your Bibles, uh, by the way, church uh, building is coming along amazingly. Uh, sound system in this week, man. We got furniture, so many good stuff to tell you about in a little bit. But um, if you, since you have your Bibles, open me to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Uh, Matthew's the first book of the New Te Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, written by a uh, disciple uh, of Jesus, Matthew. Um, and so it's first town account. And this is the first town account at the end of his life. This is the last week Jesus is, is, is on this earth in the physical form. And so this is the beginning of something very important. Uh, I know we say it's, it's his beginning to the journey to the cross, but it's really not. It's the conclusion yeah. of his journey to the cross. Yeah. But... Um, we, uh, we, we were talking just wrestling, we were having some fun with this, this sermon title today, but, uh, if you need a, a, a title for today's message is the dog ate my assignment, the dog ate my assignment. And, uh, now I know some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, because you would never say those things. Um, uh, but some of you know, just because you didn't have a dog. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> teacher, teacher didn't know that. Right. Cause some of us be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, like when you you didn't want to do your homework or maybe you forgot to do your homework, your assignment, and you'd be, go into yep. the teacher, you'd be like, the dog ate my assignment, like like they were going to believe it, right? No one's believing that. No one bought it back then. No one's buying it. And here's what I, every time I say that in like a sermon thing, someone undoubtedly comes up to me and goes, no, no, Pastor, you got to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dog a really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't believe you. Yeah, um, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I know. This is what I know. This is what I know. Um... A lot of times we just, we're, we're looking for an excuse. We find an excuse. Um, but I know this, that God has an assignment for your life. God has a, an assignment, an assignment, a burden, a calling um, that is lived out in our discipleship of Jesus. And Wendy, when, when we're willing to respond to those things, not just, not just, uh, um, he, God didn't just save us so that we could get to heaven. Mm -hmm. He didn't just, this isn't just a get out of jail, uh, hell free kind of moment. It's not just I'm forgiven so I can have a good life. God literally has an assignment for us. There's, there's, there's a burden he has for our lives, not in a bad way, but such a good way, a calling. And when we, when we live those things out as a disciple, things happen. I also think, too, that you know, if, you, if you think about the assignment concept, if, if, if the dog can get to it, it's usually because we left it. Yeah, we in didn't a very, steward it well. Yeah, and I think that, <clears throat> sorry, it's not COVID, it's 
I drank my coffee wrong and I was trying to recover. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. They couldn't get it anyway, but okay, it's all good. <laughs> this is this is social distance at its max right here. Right versus right yeah. now. Um, but you know, it's because we just kinda left it out. And I think I'm I'm excited yeah. about today because when you remember that God's assignment on your life is actually holy, uh, sometimes we can feel like, oh, it's there's so much trepidation carrying something, but it, it's such a reflection of who he thinks you are. Correct. He thinks I'm it too. That holy calling too. When we've talked over the last few weeks about um, whether you feel like you're the type of person that's called to uh, help build anew in someone or help repair something, you know, tend to something that needs that little Jesus tweak or if you're someone who feels called to walk through restoration with someone that has like a longer thing that they're facing that takes that's right. a little bit more that's continual right. input. Yep. Those things are assignments. They might come naturally to you because God gave you a supernatural passion for those things, but they're holy. And so when we deposit that inside of people, it's, it has such worth. Because you know what it's like when someone deposits something inside of you in that timely manner. When you Absolutely. needed to help, you needed someone to help build something anew, or you needed to know something to be restored in you, or you knew that something wasn't quite, quite just right with how I'm seeing God or how I'm approaching this situation, and someone speaks something into you and it repairs something that was broken, you know how significant it is to you. So when we get to be that for someone else, when we get to, which is walking as a disciple, we realize over time, wow, this is actually holy. And so Absolutely. today when we talk about even the disciples' role, because a lot of times when we talk about the triumphal entry, we talk about Jesus' role and we talk about the people's role. But today we're also going to focus in on what were the disciples doing during that time because we, our prayer is that we are becoming disciples yes. more and more every day, that we're going, moving from believers to true disciples. And so we can always be learning from how Jesus interacted and what he imparted in, into them, even during a time that's truly focused on the cross. No, I, I absolutely do. And I think, I think, you know, that's really the invitation today, isn't it? Yeah. To, to step into that, um, you know, in, look, in 2021, we can't afford to be, um, I'm sorry, God, but uh, the dog ate my assignment, yeah, right? I have time. I don't have time. This, this is it. Like, this is when we, when we, if we'll respond. Uh, I love what happens. People praise Jesus, right? There was worship going on. The city got stirred. Things yeah. things were changed, and yeah. life had purpose attached yeah. to it. D. And I think in this this world, we're we're still trying to figure all that out. Yeah. And so let's let's look at this together. We're gonna we're gonna look at those things um, kind of as they just apply to our lives today, and um, and find ourselves on that path. Uh, Matthew chapter twenty one, starting verse one, says this. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you'll find a colt tied, uh, I mean, a, a donkey tied. What? A donkey tied. <laughs> we I've been practicing. this all week. <laughs> For some of you who've been around, you know I can't say the word donkey. It's, Don. Like it's the, donkey. Like the don, like donkey. Yeah, whatever. Okay, and a, <laughs> co and a colt with her. Don't mess me up. I'm reading here. Uh, untie them and bring them to me. Like that, that's bold. Like just, just take them. Um, if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them, and He will s send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, "Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal, uh, the foal of a, be a beast of burden." Mm. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put them on their uh, and put their cloaks on them, and He sat on them. And just look at verse ten really quick. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. 
and ask the question, who is this? So in the, the cool thing that I always, because I'm, you know, I always talk about I'm basically a web sleuth, like I figure <laughs> out crimes and solve them. That, that's her, that's um, her favorite thing to do in life. And the thing that I love about that is that when there's, when there's um, been multiple interviews, there's mm -hmm. multiple sources, right, you can kind of really put a picture together of um, what, what, really t what really went down. And that's kind of like the same thing with the Gospels, right? Because a lot of times, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are four Gospels in the New Testament, they sometimes give us insight into different Absolutely. things that occurred at the same time. And so, um, so just for what I'm going to be talking about, I kind of point towards things in John and, and yeah. in, in other places. But um, like I was saying earlier, I've always focused on what Jesus was going through because I always think about the fact that although the city was stirred and there were people that moved, became believers and there's people that moved just from be, being a believer into true discipleship, there was also people that were cheering for him that Jesus knew would not follow him, yep. that would not be true followers. We're doing it for different reasons. And I think about Jesus like, oh my gosh, how did he know all things? Fully God, fully man. How did he know all things going through that on that Palm Sunday knowing that not everyone's heart was purely yeah. towards him, but being present so that anybody that wanted to have their heart turned toward him could. And I think about when we read this, it says that he turns to two of his disciples when they're still outside of yep. Jerusalem. And he says to them, you know, go and retrieve this colt and this donkey. And uh, if, if the owners ask you uh, that, why are you taking the colt? Tell them that the Lord has need of it. And so I put myself in these dis the disciples' place. So yeah. The whole walk there, I am practicing for what is inevitably going to be an encounter with the people who actually own Yeah, this, own them. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. So I am, okay. You're having a conversation? Yeah, what did you say? Okay, yeah. well, I'm just going to tell them, like, the Lord has need of it. <laughs> like, what am I doing? This is exactly what I'm doing. You know, or you're like, oh, please don't kill me because, you know, theft not really looked well upon yeah, back then. Not a good idea. They dealt with things swiftly. Yes. And uh, please just don't make me pay for this. Um, but I just, I was told, I'm just trying to follow orders and all the different ways that you can approach this yes. as you're walking into Jerusalem. Trying to be obedient. I was trying to do my yeah, job. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying, I'm just trying to do my best. Yeah. Like, you, totally. you know. Um, and so when they, when they finally arrive, they start to untie the cult. And the owner says to them, why are you untying the colt? And remember, Jesus had said, if someone asks, if someone asks you, why are you untying the colt? Tell them the Lord is in need of them. And they said, because the Lord is in need of them. Now, we don't know if this person was a believer. Right. We don't know if this person knew who the Lord was. Right. We don't know if this person was against anything that the Lord would be doing. We don't know. And and clearly they were able to take them back, yeah. right? And so what I've always thought about is. It's such an odd question to me that those owners asked of the disciples. So if, like, I picture myself, if I'm out front with my dog, and my dog is tethered, like I have his leash on him, and he's like, had, I have it tied under like the little foot of the chair that's out there, right? And I'm gardening. It's all my gardening capabilities. <laughs> this, this plant, pray church that this plant makes it into the church. Because if you track it every week, a little bit more of that one thing turned around and this is the only thing that did not come from my womb that I have kept alive <laughs> uh, for this long that is true so pray if we see this plant when we start church we are going to literally have a 
party yeah. for it, for that plan. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't either. But anyway, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, no. for, thanks for being so tuned to what I, I was saying. I had <laughs> put it. me right back no on idea. track. You were okay. saying about the, 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 you did, the, the question. You never understood the question. Oh, yeah. Why. So, so I, I'm out there gardening, and someone just comes up to me and starts to untie my dog and take my dog. I don't think I'm going to say, why are you no. untying my dog? No. I'm coming at him hard. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? Like, this is how I'm, and as I'm, like, attacking them and taking my dog back. So, it's so interesting to me that the owners said, why are you untying this colt? Now, whether Jesus knew that that would be the man's heart, or the people's heart, because it says owners, right? And and he prepared the disciples for that, or he had the (laughs) owners ask that question. What I know is that, Jesus assigned a why before he did assigned anything else to the disciples. He said, if you're asked why, tell them the Lord needs it. Yeah, it's really good. So he didn't say, what are you doing or how do you think this is going to bless your king? He said, why are you untying the cult? And they had an answer for that. And I feel like when they were walking all the way into Jerusalem, they had to take a journey on how much do I believe in this why. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Correct. Because they could have, in that time span, have you ever felt like God has spoken one thing to your heart, but by, by the time you have to get to the explanation of it, maybe outside of your head to someone else as to why you're going to take the steps you're going to take, yeah. you explain Good. everything else, right? The why is maybe just one piece of it, but for Jesus it was the piece, right. piece of it because this is part of fulfilling the prophecy. It's, it's part of walking to the cross. And so I think that it's very important for us to learn from this, that we learn what mattered to Jesus and what mattered to that man because understanding, or the owners, I should say, understanding the why had caused them to not give any pushback. It created space, space for the disciples to walk in their assignment and for those owners to walk in their assignment. The other thing I take away from that is that there was a colt and there was a donkey yep. and there were two disciples. Yep. Guess where I would be? If Jesus was like, you need to walk ahead of all of us and go all the way into the city and get those two animals and then walk them all the way back. He just said, yeah, go because, get these Yeah, because, by the way, two. these are up and down hills. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. this is not, like, this is... Yeah, because when I'm looking, when yeah. I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of the trail. Because I crushed up and down that hill, yes, right? Right? And that, that, those are those are seriously yes, big hills. We'll talk about <laughs> this later yes, on. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, I'm thinking, he didn't say I couldn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't say I shouldn't. Yeah. He didn't say anything. He just said, go and get those things. And I could have reasoned that out in my head, right? If I feel like I'm doing something as unto the Lord and I can make it happen faster, if I can give yeah. myself a little bit of ease, I'm jumping on top of that colt. Yes. And I'm riding that thing back to them. And I'm in my head, I'm like, You didn't tell well, me not to. And. I didn't see the other 10 of you right. make that walk right, all right, the way right, right, exactly, right. have to have that uncomfortable conversation right. Don't roll your eyes at me. and then and then come all the way back for you to go right back to where I just came from. Yeah. I didn't see the other 10 of you do that. Yep. But it says that they only put their coats on their backs for Jesus when they when they went back and they met with Jesus. They put their their cloaks on their backs and Jesus rode in. And I was thinking about how there's nothing holy about a cult. There's nothing holy about a donkey. There's nothing. There was nothing holy about the um, 
the things that, that Jesus was using, but there was something holy about the process. Yes. And I think there's sometimes, you can probably understand and connect with what I'm saying, that you kind of start out with God gives you a little piece of something. Um, and God gives you a little passion for something. He gives you a little bit of anticipation for something. And it's from, it's a Jesus-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired assignment. Yep. And you get to a certain point, and something clicks over into you that thinks, I am entitled now to ride this thing out. Yep. It owes me a ride back. After all, this is costing me something. And we occupy something that was supposed to actually be reserved for the per for higher purposes that would really good, let Dave. that really just good. be the focus and that remain pure. You know, um, I'm going to give you one example, silly, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. But So yesterday we were at the church and I was uh, in there doing things and I was we had worship playing. And I was worshiping, and then um, some people who were also working in the building that day, they started coming in, and and I immediately was, like, I just started quietly humming, yeah. and uh, Jesus was like, why why'd you do that? And I was like, because there's other people in here, <laughs> and he was like, but I need your voice to worship, because it needs to have the opportunity, to minister, yeah. the worship. And I had every reason in the world to give him about, like, this is going to seem crazy. And, but at some point I had to remember, like, my voice is not my own. Right. My worship is for him. Get out of the way, Danielle. Stop occupying your voice. Like, well, this is my voice. And they can be blessed if I hum. Right. Because they're listening to the words that are coming, you know, through the real worship leader. Yes. But there's some times where we have to take a risk. And I could have said, well, I took a risk when I untied that colt. And did that first thing. I'm yep. not taking a risk anymore. But it's continually living with an awareness that the assignment that's on your life is holy. Yes. There are holy aspects to it. And there's a holy return for both the people that we serve and the God that we serve. So we have to continually keep ourselves pure. Like, okay, I want to jump up on top of this goal right now. I want to get my own breath. I want to yes. do this. I want to do that. But there is blessing. There was a cross that those disciples benefited from that was, and that cult, that donkey moment was a part of all of it. Yeah, and I, you know, Dee, I'm going to say something really quickly about what you just said. I love the fact when you talked about there was a why, right? Mm -hmm. And how we have those conversations in our head all the time. Mm -hmm. And so often when we have to explain what we're going to do to honor God mm -hmm. with our lives to other people who are on the outside of that circle. Yeah. The why usually comes back to why it benefits us. Yes. Why, well, let me yes. tell you, well, this is why. And, and if I do this, and this, right. and this, and, this, and I'm going to end it, and it's, it's benefiting. There's no, the why was completely, yeah. it's settled. The Lord needs it. Yeah. And that there's, there's something very, um, that brings peace in that, but also something that is very settling when we say, I'm going to make a decision, not out of this, conversation that I'm having in my head on what the why this is going to benefit me in the long run yeah. or benefit that person even or benefit the people in the city this is about but the Lord this is going to honor God mm -hmm. and um, and that that really is at the crux I think of so much of what we wrestle with is will are we willing to take to respond to the invitations of God yeah. in our assignments uh, that God, that the master spoke on that day. Cause yeah. I think a lot of times assignments too are 
come from his voice, come from interaction with him on yeah. a daily basis. They're not, it's not the same necessarily assignment you have every day. Like they didn't every day go get the, 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 the donkey and the colt, but they did on that day because that's what Jesus was speaking. Yeah. But the why is always the same. Mm-hmm. The yeah. why is always the same because it yeah. it's 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 what the Lord needs. Yeah, it's like what the exactly you're when you're when you're worshiping Danielle, it's, it's the Lord has need of it. Yeah, and absolutely. And you can downplay right. things and you can shift things. And one other, one other thing about that that is very interesting when it talks about how Jesus sent them disciples. The focus on that is intense focus on the sender. Yeah. As sent in the Greek, I'm talking about as a defined mission that it reflects back to the superior. Yeah, the one who sent you. To the, to the one yeah. who sent you, to that superior. So we can say, like, they were sent, but that focus, even in the Greek, was truly on remember who has sent you. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you were on a defined mission, mission. By, by definition in the Greek. Yeah, when, when a servant was sent in that in antiquity by the master of the house yeah. to right. someone else, to a, 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 a yeah. someone in the market or another person, they, they weren't speaking for their own voice. Right. It was they were speaking yeah. as that person, yeah. and that that's what we have to remember. We always carry Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know as disciples, we we don't only have assignments, and I think this is what we want to continue to walk this out. Um, uh, what we see in this text is that we not only have assignments, but sometimes we have burdens mm-hmm. that come with as a result of some of those assignments. Yeah. Right, and and when I talk about burden, I don't mean something heavy, something negative, right. something in a bad way. I'm talking about something that comes from this encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and that produces an environment where my life is situated to bring Him praise. Yes, and that's you know that's it. Your our lives as disciples, it should be situating in response not only to be out of obedience. But situating right. ourselves so that, that the environment brings Jesus praise, yeah, right? right? And and that's something that, you know, when we look at this moment, the, the donkey carried a burden. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, he didn't just get a free, it yeah. wasn't just that he got released from yes. his his bondage, right? Because yes. sometimes we're like, we're like the donkey, we're like, right. oh, but I got, I got released, I got set free, I was mm-hmm. someone else's, and now I'm the Lord's, this is great, this is awesome. No, 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 Jesus sat on top of him. And he had to, he had to, there was a weight to the, there was a weight to the experience he had with Jesus. There was a weight to it. And that's, I think, many times what a burden is um, as we, as, as God continues, as we encounter Jesus, there's a weight that comes when we experience the mission of God. There was a, there, there, there's a mission, the more that we experience the mission of Jesus, there's a weight that is put on us and, and that we begin to feel um, as we wrestle with what does it mean to carry Jesus in his, uh, carry out Jesus's mission in life. Jesus came to set people free, right? To, to, uh, to give sight to the blind, to release prisoners, to, to elevate people's lives, mm-hmm. to bring hope. That's what he was doing, right. right? And that's what was on that donkey on that day. Um, and, and I love it. I love our house. I love this house, not this house. I do love this house, by the way, but I'm in mean, our house at connect because yeah. we have people that have burdens mm-hmm. We have people that have burdens for people who are stuck in yeah. addiction and yeah. they are, they're willing to walk the restorative process yeah. with them. Right. right. I want to be a restorer right. of burnt, uh, yeah. of, of the burnt stones. We, we have people who have burden for, uh, people not being hungry. 
Yeah. Right? They, they're food yeah. and they want to make sure people feel seen and loved. Yes. And so they, they get in their alignment to, they, they join things like TKC, our, right. our, our, our food truck, right? right? And, 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 and they get their, their life in alignment with that. Why? It's not just an action. It's about, cre- it's the weight of the mission of Jesus that gives people an opportunity. Do you realize every week at our TKC runs, people get saved. Like, like it's not just about food. It's about introducing them to hope. Of Jesus is a yes. venue. Food is the means. People, uh, uh, Jesus is the is the end. That's what it's about. Um, we we have people who are like believe and have a burden for raising up the next generation. Yes. So, like they yes. they get together with Kevin and Lisa, yes. our, our 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 kids pastors, yes. and like let's do this thing. Your dad, Pastor Rick Campana, has such a burden for people who don't know Jesus, like yes. who are who are who are who are far from him, who are lost, and he. But what happens is he lines his life up. Yes, building anew. He, right? He, he lines his life up to, um, to, to, to bring Jesus to right. that particular crowd. Right. And I think that's what a burden does. A burden causes us to line our life up with, you know, in such a way that we get to bring Jesus kind of to that, to that crowd. Dude. It hit me that, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't tell them to go get a hawk. Correct. So in other words, he didn't he didn't go and choose uh, an animal that was ill-equipped to carry Jesus. Yes. You know that was built to fly. Like right, right, you know right, right, right. Like the colt didn't have wings. It wasn't right. like what are you doing getting on top of me? And the reason I say that is because sometimes we feel so ill-equipped. Good. For the holy assignment so that we feel actually burdened by, but we have to remember that if 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 that is a true calling, even if it's in this first season. If that is a true Correct. calling, we're not walking around with wings yes. while we're being burdened by this thing while we're carrying something. We were actually built before we yes. ever took that yes. on because Correct. of the goodness of God. Correct. He built Correct. us for it. Correct. He, you, abs- absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people, I think sometimes people can ask, well, how do I get this burden? Right. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times it comes from when we're wrestling with the word, yeah. when we're ha- building this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's yeah. why we've been talking about that. It's things that sometimes get so stirred in our heart, babe, right? Like they, they're stirred yes. in our heart. We see them everywhere. Like it, it, because it's part of God's mm-hmm. kind of prophetic plan for your life, for, for the crowd that mm-hmm. he has uh, connected you to, um, to be a part of really revealing the Messiah to the world. This, mm-hmm. this moment was, a. Uh, Yes. A revelation of prophecy, yes. right? It came from this right. um, prophetic moment. And I, and I know this is an old saying that I, I, I've said for years, but I, I really mean it. I think it's it's so real in this, but the issue that moves us the most might just be the assignment um, that we are burdened to solve. The issue that moves us the most mm. might just become the assignment that we are burdened to solve. Like, so you're like, I don't know what my burden is. I don't know what's mm-hmm. stirring it. I'm not talking about what you like or don't like. I'm talking about there's this weight that happens when we wrestle with part of Jesus's mission in this world, yeah. and what stirs us, babe. Kind of, it's just kind of like what do we we can't help but see. You know, there's correct around, when I'm around different people, they pick up on things that are going right over my head. Does that mean I'm an awful person? No. No, it means that God has brought <laughs> different. Thank you, I appreciate it. that. Was very quick too. Well, <laughs> that was that was the right answer. No, no. no. <laughs> No, no, you're good. Do I look You're fabulous? unique. You look fabulous. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's how we can think. But it's the, it's because God has different things 
for them to focus on. It's kind of like when you have your phone and it's in portrait yeah. mode. Yep. And just everything else kind of goes, <laughs> you know, like it just kind of, what's that Fl- word? Blurs out. Blurs yeah, out around and the, and edges. on something. Yeah. It's not that the thing behind it is evil. It's just or that. Or isn't valuable. It's just that you don't happen to see that because God has you meant to focus on this. Whereas the person next to you might be meant to focus on that. And, Absolutely. And they're not lacking because they didn't focus on this. It's just that God assigned that for you to see. He assigned that for Correct. you to see. I, I, babe, I'm so you glad see. you said that because that's, you know, that, that, that's depth. We've been around, I, we've been around long enough to know that, um, li- listen, your burden you. is your burden. It doesn't have to be everyone's burden, by the way. Uh, not every donkey in the city was supposed to be carrying Jesus on that day. That donkey was, but but not every donkey was. That's a hard lesson. No, no, no. You can start judging real quick. No, and that's it, right? Right? Now, don't don't get me wrong, right? There was two of them. There was more. Like, I I believe that God brings people together for assignment, for burdens, but 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 it uh, um, it doesn't have to be everyone's burden. Yeah. Uh, But I do believe that when we respond to the burden. Um, and we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our life as a disciple. Like we respond to it, that it does produce change. It stirs the yeah. city. It, it, it creates. Yeah. Verse ten says it created a, an environment of worship for Jesus. Right. Gave glory back to God. It it it, it stirred city. It made it made a city ask questions they never asked before. Mm-hmm. And that's part of us understanding why having a burden is so important because it creates an environment in our in our families, in our friends, in our world as we live this thing out that gives them opportunity to start seeing Jesus differently, asking yeah. questions they've never asked before. Um, and I do believe it's this is part of discipleship. I think it's 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 part of a specific um, prophetic plan that God has for his provision for his people in the world. Um, you know, look, Peter had a burden. He had a burden for the Jewish people. Paul had a burden for the right. Gentile world, right. so he lined his his life up to it. But don't we do that? Don't we judge? Oh, totally. Like, why are you not caring about the things that I'm caring right. about? Peter didn't judge Paul for not being in the Jewish right. world, and Paul didn't judge right. Peter. They they saw how it was all part of God's Correct. prophetic provision. Yeah. They as they lived out their burdens in unity with one another. The more that the more that we live out our burdens in the house, the more needs get met in the house, and that's. That's the bigger picture. Paul says in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. he said, despite everything else I have going on, I've got this burden for the church. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, he doesn't mean he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a, there's a passion inside of him. Nehemiah, we've been talking about Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a burden. Mm-hmm. He had a burden. And Nehemiah 2, 3, it talks about the king's like, why are you so down-faced? Yeah. And he's like, how can I not be down-faced? Yeah. Look, at, look around me. My pe- the people are in ruin. Look around me. The city of God is in ruin. He connected with the mission of God. He had a burden for it. Now, it didn't need to be forever. It was for a season. It may just be for the end of the road, but uh, uh, until an end of a specific road, just like this donkey's was. But can I tell you, when Nehemiah responded with the, uh, to, that, to that burden with the Holy Spirit's power, the city was built anew. The yeah. city was restored. The city was repaired. Yeah. That's discipleship. That's the response of a disciple of God. So I think the question we've got to wrestle with today is not just kind of what is our assignment, but really what is the uh, what what um, but what is the mission that we what is part of Jesus' mission that we feel burdened for? Um, and it doesn't have to be everyone and forever, but maybe now. I feel really led to say this, and I don't I don't know why. Because I didn't, I wasn't harping on this like in all of our prep. Yeah. But I feel like it's important for me to say 
that be you know because what we can say what we're saying right now can seem so well yeah of course but when you when it shows up in your marriage and you have two people oh, yeah. in a marriage that don't have the same burdens I know what that about. don't have the same assignments it can seem like you can get frustrated and offended and i feel like yeah. this is exactly what yeah. the enemy does is like Oh, they're okay. They can be in touch with their assignment, but I'm going to get them offended that the other one doesn't carry the, the same, same assignment. Yep. And you can be you can be at odds if you if uh, yes. in, even in ministry, right? Even yes. on a even on a team at at, at church or if yep. you have a Christian organization, whatever it is, you can feel like, well, why doesn't this person yes. see this more? Yep. Why, and it can it can become divisive, but it's, but in particular, I feel like I'm supposed to say it about people's marriages. It's a way to really not like my my. I, I could never let Kyle tell me what my calling is. He can't determine that for me. Correct. At same same with Jake, our son. If 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 Kyle's a pastor, it doesn't mean that everybody's got to be a pastor. Right. Because we have to make our callings look like his calling. So even with our children, we have to make sure that we are teaching our children to have their own identity yep. as far as their calling is concerned, what's been assigned to them, and we'll listen differently. And like, I'll, sometimes I remember I used to get so frustrated with you back when I was always leading worship. I would try to play a song for you, play show these yeah, lyrics. Yeah. And the moment, I've said this before, the moment I would start a song, he was out to lunch. He was thinking about five million other things. He could not stay focused. Now he loves to worship, yeah. but but on the back end, there's yeah, a lot yeah, that yeah, goes totally, into, totally, totally. you know, into um, helping to build into worship like a team and he just could not connect and I used to be like I care about this I this matters yes. to me where are you like listen to what I am yes. saying but you know what he was doing that with other things that I wasn't meant to carry or care as much about as he did but together yes, God made together. a strength yep. so that's why I just I just feel like some yes. of us might need to liberate our spouse and some of us might need to be liberated and just say, it's not an either or in a marriage. It can be and both. They yes. can cohabitate. And there's an ebb and a flow to what sometimes gets your priority of time and your priority of breath. But they do go together. Uh, no, I totally agree. No, I think it's great. And I think I think we, we see this hand in hand. Right. So the the donkey actually had a burden on him, but mm -hmm. Jesus had a calling on him. And yes. he just said about a calling. Yeah. And that's kind of that third part that makes all this discipleship right. up in the, in the big right. picture of everything. And I think the issue is what you said is so powerful. The issue in our world today is that when we use the word calling, we think it's full-time ministry calling, yes. right? We only, I know like pastors are called, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's not, it's not a calling into full-time ministry. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's the, your calling is to be ministering full-time with your life. It, it, it's not about a place it, or, or even sometimes a, a, an area. It really is about wrestling with what God has called you to be as a, as a disciple of Jesus Christ right. in, in a much bigger perspective than just a burden, in, the, in a kingdom perspective, mm -hmm. in the overall perspective, right? So, like, we're all called. So we do, let's just wrestle yes. with that. We're all called. 2 Timothy yes. 1 9 says this He who has saved us so uh, called us with a holy calling. Wow. All of us. Yeah. So it's not, I know, Pastor, you're called, but I'm just I'm just a this. I'm just a that. Nope, you are called. Mm -hmm. um, and in that calling, we have to wrestle with what does that mean then in our daily lives as we as we live out that calling in the area 
or in the community, whether it's the community of faith, the community of family, the community of, uh, of our neighborhood or the community of our marketplace, we have to wrestle with that, that thing out. Mm. And I think that the, tr- the truth is a burden um, can take us to the end of a road, but the calling took Jesus to the cross. Um, and, 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 and burdens usually are issue centric, but callings are cross centric. It's a cross centric. What does the purpose of the cross call us to be in this world? Mm. And how do we engage that with our daily life? What does the purpose of the cross call us to be in this world? And then how are we engaging with that in our lives? Because it doesn't matter. The issues doesn't matter. The space doesn't matter. The place doesn't matter. The, the environment doesn't matter. None of that matters. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.18, Paul says that we are called to be ambassadors of reconciliation. Do you and I talk about this? And we've been talking about this a lot. Mm-hmm. We're called to bring unity. We're called to, to preach the good news, mm-hmm. be proclaimers of the truth, yeah. the good news that Jesus Christ loves people. He died for them to set them free. Matthew 28.19 mm-hmm. says we are called as we go out into our world right. to make disciples, not just to be one, but to make them, all of us, yeah. not just to call full-time yeah. ministry people, those people who are living full-time in ministry in life. We're called, we're called. He who called us is holy, mm-hmm. and he called you and I to be holy in this ungodly world. Yeah. These are the marks, my friends, of a called life. Mm-hmm. These are the marks that will take us to the completion moment. Right, He who started a good work in me will bring it to completion. Jesus started on that mountaintop, on the Mount of Olives, but the completion moment wasn't the Mm -hmm. end of uh, when he got off that donkey at the end of that day. The end of that journey was the cross of Jesus Christ to completion moment. Man, sometimes our burdens will fire us up to keep us on path. Our assignment will fire us up to keep us connected to Jesus for a short period of time, but it is our calling that keeps Mm -hmm. us in love with Jesus because that's Mm -hmm. what what really it is all about. I believe it was Jesus's love for the Father and his love for people uh, that undergirded his kingdom, uh, his calling to the, uh, to the kingdom. It wasn't his flesh. It wasn't easy. His humanity wrestled against him, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, he didn't want to get up and go, I, I, fully it's God. all good. Fully God, fully man. Fully man. But I think the, it was his recognition of his calling, this mm-hmm. cross-centric yeah. ide- uh, 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 connection that he had that said, I can't stop short. I can't stop short because there's a glory I want to bring to the Father. And it didn't mean that he didn't need to go off at times. Correct. And he still needed to nurture. Yeah, absolutely right. Be alone, be with God. Yeah. Cry in the garden. Like it didn't mean that he didn't have those human moments. But a lot of times if we have started to occupy that calling, that assignment, we start to feel entitled to make those moments become our next season. Yes, and correct. And call it a season. Call it a season. Right? And it's yep. like, okay, I'm just going to occupy. Uh, I just need some I, I just need, need some breath. space. I need some breath. Right. Right. And then it just turns into, those can I'm, be moments. I'm breathing a lot. <laughs> right. Yes, correct. Those can be moments in a season, but our yeah. breath can never, be, uh, yeah. Jesus never defined a season yeah. by a breath. A breath was a moment in a season. And, and I love what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 1.11. He says, To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling, mm-hmm. fulfill every, every uh, resolve of good work that's inside of you, and uh, every good work of faith by his power for the glory of Jesus. You know, you said it earlier, but I, I, I thought it was interesting that he sends two disciples for the assignment. He sends two creatures with a burden, yeah. but he only sends one Jesus to live out the calling. Mm-hmm. 
I, 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 I believe that, that God will bring people alongside of you to help live out your assignment. I think God will bring like people with you to, to live out your, the burden. But only you and I are responsible for living out our calling with Jesus Christ. And that, that's, that's why I love King David. King David understood his calling. He was anointed to be king, and yet he still cared for his father's sheep. Mm. Still carried sandwiches, yeah. right, to his brothers to honor Jesus, yeah. uh, to honor his father. But when he sees the enemy, come on, in First, in first Samuel 17, when he sees the enemy coming against his people, he was moved by his calling to, and took the fight to the enemy. He was moved by his calling. He couldn't rest while the calling, uh, while he saw the enemy, undermine the kingdom that God had called him to. And, and that's why I love, uh, it's always, he says in 1 Samuel 17, 29, um, is there not a cause? How can I sit back? Is yeah. there not a cause? The cross, we, we have a cause because the cross has a cause. We have a calling because the cross has a cause. We have a calling because the cross has a cause. The cross's cause was to bring hope, life, victory, freedom, back into a world of darkness. We have a calling. And I can't count on anyone else to live that out. That's only on me. Just, babe, as we close in this moment, there's this... time in 1 Samuel 15... I mean, I'm sorry, in 2 Samuel 15, where David, mm -hmm. David's son Absalom rebels. And the Bible says he takes this same road, the same road Jesus is going to come down, he takes the same road back up to the Mount of Olives, and he is weeping mm -hmm. because the rebellious son just brought division mm -hmm. and death into, this, into, into, into the city and into his people. And yet... Uh, what we're celebrating here today is that although one king left weeping because of the result of the rebellious son and the death that he brought, this king, when he returned down that same road, the obedient son didn't bring death and destruction and weeping and mourning. The, the obedient son brought health and wholeness and forgiveness and life eternal. This obedient son did what the, what the rebellious son could never do, which is bring life and hope and wholeness. And right now, that obedient son, his name is Jesus. And that obedient son who took that road to enter that city that caused a stir that went through the gates towards the cross, so that all humanity could have hope and life in Jesus Christ again, is the same Jesus who's been walking down the road towards you for all those years. And the Bible simply says, if you open up the gate, the gates of your heart to him today, yeah. that obedient son, that victorious king, will come through those gates, and everything he purchased on the cross will be manifest in your life. All you need to do today is call out to him. If I call out to the name of the Lord, I shall be saved. So can we just pray today? I don't know where you are on that road. 
I don't know where you are as a disciple or whether you're not yet quite a disciple, but I know this. Jesus loves you so much that he rode down that path with one thing in mind, the cross that that was ahead of him so that you could be restored to him. So today, all you have to do, the Bible says, is confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that what he did on that cross and what he did in that empty tomb is enough and you'll be saved. So we just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you my life. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I, and all that I ever will be, and all that I, ever will be. I choose to give to you. I choose to give to you. I open my heart wide to you. I open my heart wide to you. And I'm asking you, Jesus, and I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To forgive me of everything I've ever done wrong. To forgive me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. And make me your child. And make me your child. From this day forward. From this day forward. I choose. I choose to live in my assignment. To live in my assignment. With your burden. With your burden. And, f- and within your calling. And within your calling. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen, 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 amen. That's a good problem. Amen. That's, That's a great a problem Sunday right there. And if that was the first time that you prayed that prayer, you would love to know, like, okay, God, now what do I do? And <laughs> how do I become this person that we ta- they talked about and calling and assignment and all that jazz? We have a book that we would love to send to you for free of charge. It was written by my father, uh, that's one right. of the pastors on our staff. It's part uh, of his burden. That, that's exactly that's exactly part right. of his burden. This is part of one of those gifts. Living it burden. out. And um, the book is something that you would easily read. It's it's like someone's talking to you. Yeah. Uh, we would love to send this to you free of charge, and it will help guide you. Um, so send your name and your mailing address to the uh, information provided there, and we'll send this out to you this week. I love it. Hey, and guys, we want to just take a moment to continue to worship with our giving today and want to thank you already thank for you. the giving that you've been doing over this last year. And um, it, and as you prepare to give today, you can give through Linktree and all this stuff is there. But do you had mentioned, we mentioned in this verse today about uh, it, that the man who releases the his property oh the owners yeah he doesn't know if he's getting it back he has no idea right there wasn't prearranged it wasn't a prearranged lease right there wasn't paperwork he just said there was what an amazing example example Uh today we i know it's easy to look at jesus it's easy to look at all the people throwing down their their palms and their cloaks they're going to pick those things back up right (laughs) Right. I, i this man had no idea he just released it why because the lord needed it it was to honor God, and when he did, what he released blessed people, created an environment of worship, stirred a city, and changed lives. My friends, every time you give, every time you give into the house, you, like that man, are releasing things. I don't know how it's going to come back, but I know it will, because God is always given it shall be given. But we don't give to get. We give and know because the Lord's in need of it. And when we do, it changes lives. It causes an environment of worship. It stirs people in the city, and people find hope again. So thank you. Thank you, church. Thank you for over this last, thank whatever, you. 54 weeks that we've yes. been doing this. Thank you for continuing to give. Um, your giving is changing lives. It's feeding people. Yesterday, we, we got a chance to feed 
more people yesterday. And we've referenced that a couple times, and we're talking about that kingdom yep, from. thank you for and it. And it's our food truck that we do in partnership with Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. And um, it's still functioning. It's still giving. Absolutely. It's still blessing people. It's still giving out the gospel. So thank you for those who came to serve yesterday. We had a lot of people come Tons. to serve as well. So thank you. Thank you for showing up. Showing up. Every way. Yep. And yesterday we had, uh, this week was a busy uh, weekend at the church. We had the sound system come in and we had Bose engineers so flying hard. in. Yeah, they, yes. they came in. Bo, it's awesome. Can I just tell you, Bose sent engineers, not even, they didn't even charge us. They said because they just, they were so inspired by what's going on. They just wanted to be a part of it. It was so cool. And then, you know, we had people who uh, helped move all all the furniture yes, down. And yes. You know, this week, listen, there's no forge this week because guys, your, your leaders are going to get in contact with you because we still have some stuff we have to put together. Um, at the at the at the church building, uh, to it's to, furniture, but it's not from IKEA, so you. It will is be not from IKEA, it. dude. No, yeah, exactly <laughs> right, exactly right. I, yeah, br yeah, bring a screwdriver and uh, yeah, a drill, but, and a, a, drill <laughs> a drill and a prayer. But look, if she and I can do it, you're good. Um, but there, there's also babe, this week no chat room. No chat room because we have Good Friday. We have Good Friday. I want to invite you to join us on Good Friday at 7 p.m. We're going to just have a real special honor the service Lord yeah. that night, yep. and we are going to take communion. So just uh, if you can just remind yourself to come with something to take communion with on Friday. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, and look, next week is is Easter, and church, we know. Um, thank you for being willing to continue to give us this space, yes. um, in 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 preparing uh, this this new home. Um, and I, look, it's, it's only going to be a few more weeks, but next week we are going to do uh, Easter here online again uh, together. And I pray that you just come so excited. East, I, I promise you I'm going to get up on, on next Sunday and Don't I'm going to I'm gonna be singing Don't every morning. No, not yet. Just, I need one Easter more week of morning. not singing. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> Come on, I love it. I love it. Uh, for some of you know, man, when I uh, when I grew up, uh, we had I grew up near Mount Holly, New Jersey, and we always had uh, Easter service, sunrise service on the mount. Uh, and I think as a kid, I didn't appreciate it, <laughs> right? Because it was like six o'clock in the morning. Um, but but actually, it actually instilled some stuff inside of me, and it, but I actually believe dude, that's part of it. And parents, that's why what we've been talking about: raise up your kid. They may not even appreciate it early on. They may whine. They may cry. I don't want to get up that early. I don't know. But you are planting seed. Do not go, grow weary, the Bible says, in doing good. For in due time, you will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I'm not going to give up. We're not giving up on building this place. We're not giving up on building your life. We're not giving up on reaching a harvest in our community. We're not giving up on loving people. We're not giving up on bringing restoration, repair, and building anew. We're not give, giving, uh, giving up on building space for discipleship to happen. We're not giving up for bringing hope and love and peace and unity and as much as is within our power to do so into the world around us. We are not giving up loving Jesus, loving the Father, loving the Spirit. And we are not giving up on you. Yeah. So uh, we just want to rejoice with you. We can't wait for Easter, yeah. but join us Good Friday, 7 o'clock. Yeah, and, we, and we're not giving up, but we're not doing a sunrise service on Easter morning either. So we love you that much to not have to I don't know the problem. That was my way of introducing it. <laughs> That's my way of slipping it in there. No, no I'm not. No, we're no, out. No, but no, we also no. have, um, I can think on, my, on the top of my head, three 
very large things that we are moving toward that we will be able to talk to you about in the near future. So yeah. after Easter, yeah. um, there's some very big ways that our church is Huge. going to be um, rising and, and just in beautiful ways that only God could do. And so as we come out of these, this I, you can't even say this last year, but you can, the year, year and some change, um, God has been preparing a place for all of us, and we can't wait to share more of that with you. So go today. Yes. Remember, remember today, not just on Easter Sunday, but remember Jesus today. And we will see you um, on Good Friday yes. at 7 p.m. We love you, church. Happy so Passover. Happy, happy, happy Passover Palm, and Palm happy Sunday. Palm Sunday. Love bye, you. Bye. bye, guys. We're going to see you soon.